Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the best versions of themselves. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women and special edition episodes that feature guest interviews and current events. Now, all in her opinion, here is your host, Maya Roffler. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Maya's Motivation Monday. So I hope your week is off to a great start, or if you're listening to this on another day, I hope you're having an amazing day and week. Thank you guys for continuing to listen to my leadership advice. It means so much to me, and this is what I'm truly passionate about. I am so excited to announce that my blog is now live. I used to blog in the past, and writing is such a passion of mine, and I have now decided to incorporate a blog once again, but obviously focusing on my passion and leadership and empowering women and talking about how to be the most effective leader possible, especially in today's climate. And you know I love to talk about remote leadership because I've been doing that for over 10 years. And I really wanted to have a blog that coordinates with the podcast. Like I've had that, you know, in the past, I've had a a blog that coordinated, but not with this particular edition and the season four relaunch. So super excited. Um, As my intro and outro, you know, talks about check out my website. I'll put it in the link here too. It's myopinionpodcast.com. And there will also be opportunities to work with me in the future. And that is a program I'll be launching in August. And I am so excited. So, so excited. So thanks guys for listening and check that out. But today I'm going to be talking about the gender of leadership. And I think you guys realize this about me, but I'm constantly reading, which is, I think, my writing past, but I love to read articles about leadership. I do throughout the week, and it's typically where I find my inspiration um, if it, you know, hasn't happened personally to me recently or, if it, you know, if something doesn't come to me and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I would love to talk about that. That was an amazing thing in my past as a leader or, or something I'm currently dealing with. But the gender of leadership just was something that came up as I was reading things. And I'm like, this is really fascinating because it's something I've touched on in the past. Um, It's something I've thought about in the past, but I've never done a full episode. I've never talked about it at length. So let's talk about the gender of leadership. I I do a lot of quotes on my Instagram page on the, at Maya Roffler and also at the, my opinion podcast page, but I don't always have a lot of quotes on here, but I think, felt it was really appropriate to start with a quote. And I loved this one. And this really spoke to me and inspired a lot of this. So leadership has no gender, but needs traits of both genders to be successful. So this was an amazing quote, an article by Marie Pollock. And I just knew I had to do an episode on this. So again, leadership has no gender, but needs traits of both genders to be successful. And I was really, really inspired by this. So let's just dive in and talk about it. What are some leadership keywords or identifiers when talking about the masculine versus the feminine? Like, what do we actually identify with a masculine, quote unquote, I'm doing my air (laughs) bunny ears. And what do we associate with the feminine? So 
a list came up in her study, and then I also read this in other studies too, that people in these studies, and just even more so women in general, identify the masculine or a male leader with these traits. They identified them as strong, arrogant, intelligent, ego-driven, bravado, dominant, assertive, single-tasking, which I find very interesting in my opinion because we do see men that way. We see them as a single task oriented or like on blinders on and women are very multitasking, which did fall under the feminine list. Focused, competitive, stubborn, physical, self-righteous, and direct. And when I was looking at this list and reading it and then taking it in as I was thinking about what to talk about on this podcast, I realized that, yes, a lot of that I do associate with a, a masculine leader or the masculine energy or the male leader. But when I, she's talking about these things in her article, in her studies, I just, it's, again, spoke to me so greatly and obviously took my opinion away and wanted to chat about it because I realized how many of these traits were a part of my leadership. And uh, for so many years, especially my early 20s and most of my 20s, really, um, even into my late 20s, I did become a little more feminine. Um, But in my leadership style, I was very masculine. Like I would pick out specific things like I've always been exceptionally competitive my husband will tell you I'm very stubborn. Um, I'm open-minded, but I once I feel strongly about something, that's my conviction, and it's going to happen that way. <laughs> um, I'm very direct. I think a lot of my teams would tell you that as well, my past teams and potentially you know, my teams now. But I see a lot of these characteristics that fall under the masculine or the male leader as positive. There are some in there that I I don't know that I would consider positive. Obviously, being arrogant is a negative in my opinion. Ego-driven, we have to check our ego. Um, But, you know, I, I think some of these are really, really great. So where does that leave the, the feminine side? And what does that mean to be a feminine leader? And again, we're talking about the gender of leadership, which, I, again, I love Marie's quote, it has no gender, but it needs both traits. Like, I think that's why, you know, in relationships, regardless of your, your gender or regardless, like, your actual, you know, born gender, like, there's dynamic, like, the dynamics of relationships are so interesting. But it, I feel like this is the same type of thing with leadership. You need both within the relationship. And I don't know that necessarily the female or the male is always assigned exactly to those gender association or or traits. And I think this happens in leadership. I think this is what she's talking about. And in my opinion, we need both characteristics, whether it is a leadership role and you're marrying those characteristics or traits together, the masculine and the feminine, 
obviously the positive traits of both. But I think when we're talking about relationships, too, it's so important that we complement one another, whether it's a romantic relationship, a, a deep friendship, whatever it is, I think you'll find that you may have, you know, I'm obviously a female and I have a lot of masculine traits. And my husband is very much a man <laughs> and a man's man in a lot of ways. But there are some traits that I don't have in the feminine realm that he does. And that doesn't make him, you know, it doesn't demasculate him, if that's <laughs> if that's the right way to say it, or emasculate him. It makes our relationship stronger and it doesn't make me too, you know, dominant. It, it's finding out what works for you. And I think leadership and looking at, you know, the gender of leadership is the same way. So what do women, and honestly, this was just in general, um, women, men, whomever, what do they think is associated with a female leader? What's the feminine or what's the feminine characteristics? So these were the top ones. Multitasking, which we already talked about, which we always associate that with women. We're mothers. We're, you know, running a business. We're also wives. We're, you know, so many different things. Uh, And I think women are just used to being caring and being caregivers. I truly believe that. But it doesn't mean that a a male can't have those traits. I think that, you know, that is just seen as a feminine characteristic. Um, We're seen as emotional, as on the female side, empathetic, which I've talked about in an entire podcast on itself. But I talk about it continually that being an empathetic leader, especially in today's climate and especially remotely, because you have to really be able to put yourself in the other person's shoes, you know, working from home. Do they have kids? Are they a single mother? Are they a single dad? Are they a single you know, parent? Whatever the case may be. Um, are they teaching kids from home while working for you? Are they, you know, maybe going through something tragic? Are they caring for a loved one that's ill during this COVID situation? So bringing that into the remote aspect, to be an empathetic leader is to be the best leader. And I believe believe that very strongly. And that's seen as a female trait and characteristic. But I know a lot of male leaders that have not only perhaps been empathetic in the past, but I've seen them shine through this. So does that make them girly? Or does that, you know, emasculate them? No, it makes them strong because they have balanced characteristics and traits of the feminine. So we're also seen as strong which it's interesting to me that this fell under this and it really is empowering and inspirational to me that strong fell under the feminine. We're intuitive, which is absolutely true. And, you know, I guess I'm bringing my husband up a lot on this episode, (laughs) but I find my husband to be very intuitive and we're intuitive in different ways. And again, that's showing the balance within him. And I appreciate that so much about him. It's one of the things I love about him so much. Being compassionate. Um, Relationship building fell under the feminine too, which I see that too. And I think it's really interesting because we often, like in the sales environments I've been in in the past, you know, we've said things like, you know, oh yeah, she'll be great. I didn't say this just to clarify, but you know, I've seen in so many sales environments with some poor leaders, they think that particular women would be great because she, oh, she's cute. She's bubbly. She's this, she's that. No, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. Women do when they are in touch with their feminine side and the, you know, the female leader side and those characteristics, they are very strong in relationship building, 
But that doesn't mean that there's not men out there that are exceptional sellers because they're great at relationship building. But that falls under the feminine, which I think is completely true. Verbal. Women are known to talk a whole lot more. Hello, I'm on this podcast talking. (laughs) Um, So also collaborative. And I love that. I think it's true. I think it's because, you know, women are very collaborative. But here's the other thing that fell under this was gossipy, which as women, I I personally didn't want to work with a, like a big group of women, which this might blow all of your minds because I am so big into women's leadership, empowerment, and really teaching women how to effectively lead, especially remotely right now and for the future. That's where our, everything's going. And this was something that I dealt with, you know, it was an issue of my own because I was living so much in the masculine. And when I was, I was with Joseph Bink for seven years, as a lot of you know, and I was very masculine because of who I was, but then also as, as someone in a very male dominant environment, it felt natural for me to be strong, assertive, and, you know, just kind of closed off and very competitive and not as verbal as not as communicative. And when I came over to David's bridal and, you know, was overseeing over a hundred direct reports, I've actually talked about this before, but I remember my boss, you know, looking at some of my emails going, oh my God, like you've got to soften this up a little bit and I was like why like who cares like this is just I'm very direct which falls under the masculine but there is something to be said about being direct but also knowing how to be verbal and communicate effectively because you want that relationship building and you want that compassion for that individual on the other side and so I am forever grateful for both of those roles because the switch was very drastic. I've been around, you know, over 600 stores with just men and it was very intense on a different side. And then I come over to David's and I had over a hundred direct reports and I think one or two were men through the entire four years I was there. So, and even dealing with that was just, it was totally different. And it's interesting because the, you know, two men and the whole time I was there that reported to me, they were so in touch with these feminine characteristics because that's what they were surrounded by and because that's who was leading them. Women that were, there were some men leaders as well, of course, or male leaders, but they were all very in touch with these traits and characteristics. So I often say in my posts, and I've said it on here too, that the future is female. And I don't ever want that to be misconstrued. I say that because we as leaders, whether you're male or female or whatever you identify as, we are becoming more aware of how positive the feminine is and the feminine side of leadership. Because I truly believe exactly what Marie said. There is no gender in leadership, but it is essential to have both traits to be an effective leader. And, you know, there's positives and negatives on both of the, the, you know, sides of these traits like we've been talking about. But I don't know about you, but I've never, ever seen a leader that regardless of his or her, you know, birth gender only exhibited traits of either the feminine or the masculine, whether they're conscious of it or not. And why is it so important for us to be aware of this? And what makes a balanced leader per 
the gender definition. It is a balance between the two. That is the answer. And I spent years of my career, as I was saying, in the masculine. And it doesn't mean that I didn't have some feminine traits in there. But my big turning point for me, I just spoke about, obviously, the turning point with David's. That was a huge shift for me going over there. And and that was my mid to late 20s. And then, you know, when I lost my brother at 30, I'm 33, which a lot of you guys know, when I lost my brother, I shifted again. I became, I took on the characteristic of empathy. I had never really truly been an empathetic person. It's interesting because I, I, I am an empath, and so I do feel things from other people, but I, I couldn't get there. Like, I couldn't put myself in their shoes. I would feel their energy, but I couldn't put myself in their shoes and actually doesn't mean you agree with them and agree with everything, but you're able to put yourself in their shoes and see it through their eyes. And after losing my brother, that really threw me over into that and, and becoming an empathetic leader and a more compassionate leader. And I, I started to feel much more balanced as a leader. And I think that's really where my passion for leadership completely just reached a different level and ignited even more. Am I still more masculine? Yes, in a lot of ways, because I am not as emotional when it comes to leadership. I'm very emotional in my relationship, in my marriage, but that's that's different. Um, We're able to balance that together and have the feminine and the masculine. But you know, for me, with my brother's death, it, it changed me. It really did. It changed every aspect of my life. And I, it made me a better leader. It made me a much better leader because everybody has something going on in their life. And I don't think that I was really, I don't want to say I was blinded to it, but I wasn't aware. I wasn't consciously aware of these things. And, you know, I've become much more compassionate and I would never have used compassion as a word to define who I am, but now I would. Um, You know, so this is why I think the future is female, once again, because it does not mean that, you know, I'm a a feminist, 100%, if you couldn't have guessed that, obviously, because I believe that men and women are 100% equal. Doesn't mean that I think one is better than the other. We need both, both traits, And that's why we need that in leadership. True leadership does not have a gender. It truly is the marriage of both and the beautiful marriage of both and the positive marriage of both traits. And when we blend both of them, we become beautiful, effective leaders. And we need that now more than ever. Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion Podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion Podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.